Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. Uh, I am Brandon Olson. I'm almost always here. I, I, a good like eighty percent of the time, I'm here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at wns underscore brandon. Uh, Dylan's not here today. Uh, he's doing homework, which he used to mock me for, but now I now he's the nerd for it. So it sucks for him. Uh, but instead, I'm being joined by Josh Berg, who uh, on Twitter is joshberg0611, and Evan Mead, who on hey, Twitter is Evan underscore Mead 0700. How you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How's it going? Oh, my God. You all right, Josh? <laughs> computer just totally crapped out on me it's fine oh that's that's beautiful um so yeah for those of you that have been here we're just going through round by round one round a day uh of course dylan's not here to do with me so i have josh and evan and so we're just going to jump right into it uh pick 181 to the cincinnati Bengals. we have kendall vilder the cornerback out of georgia southern in mobile he i want to say started rough but then he just kept he kept improving as a as the week gone on or week went on, it's it's yeah, we're all just shot at this point. Um, yeah, Kindleville there kept improving. Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anaromo kept making sure he was coaching up Kindle, which kind of made a lot of us make the connection that the Bengals were really interested in him. So this is a good fit. We know the team's at least somewhat interested. Uh, I would not be surprised at all if he ended up here. All right, so for pick 182 in the sixth round, Denver selects Anthony McFarland, the running back from Maryland. Uh, Anthony McFarland is currently my running back. Uh, just fin- making sure I get the right number. He's my number 14 running back in this draft, so it w- they're doing pretty good as far as value goes. It's adding a depth pick with the sixth round, given they already have Melvin Gordon there. And I expect them to trade Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman, depending on the value they can get for them. He's a good powerhouse running back. He's strong. He has quick feet. So he'll be able to jump to the outside and kind of do some uh, ends, uh, red zone carries as well. I uh, have the next pick here at 183, the Detroit Lions, and I've got Michael P. Ryan uh, out of Florida. I really like this player. I've got, I think, a fourth round grade on him so getting him here in round six is a is a good value he's currently running back 12 um i feel like the depth behind carry on johnson is a little bit weak uh we saw that once carry on went down last year detroit could not run the ball as effectively as they wanted to so getting p ryan here i think would just add another layer to to the offense um he's not the most agile or elusive guy but he's got good power and he also what i liked uh, about him this year is he was more involved in the passing game than he was uh, in previous years so just him continuing to work on that and improve as a receiver, I think would be a dynamic threat uh, for Matthew Stafford in the offense. And then uh, obviously I love Michael P. Ryan, Florida Gator. Uh, pick 184, my New York Giants take Josiah DeGuara, the tight end out of Cincinnati. Um, I very clearly had a lot of influence in this pick being made. Huh. Um, DeGuara has been my favorite tight end through this whole process since the UCLA game. Um, I love his game, especially with Red Ellison gone. He could really step into that H-back type role that we have. Uh, obviously also secondary tight end. I hate just sticking, just sticking the H-back label on him, but, uh, 
he could fill Red Ellison's role. He can be an immediate contributor, and grabbing one in the sixth round is fantastic value. So from my pick here with 185, I have the Panthers select Michael Anwenu, the interior offensive lineman from Michigan. Uh, given it's a sixth round, it's very good value. He's a good powerhouse interior offensive lineman. Uh, he offers a lot of strength upside, which after they just traded away Trey Turner, they could be looking to replace him with some developmental traits like what Michael Anwenu offers. He, however, does need to improve upon his mobility, but granted it's a sixth-round pick, the value there is really good. I'm back here uh, with New Orleans Saints. Uh, we got Raymond Clay here out of Louisiana. Um, small speedster, uh, 5'9", Really good speed. Um, being 5'9", 180 doesn't have a whole lot of power to his game. Um, kind of, I guess, is similar to Alvin Kamara as far as being like a smaller um, back. He's got really good uh, change of pace speed, which I think could be used as a nice element to the offense uh, in New Orleans, who like to kind of do a lot of different things, uh, involve a lot of different players, a lot of different looks. Um, so again, in round six, taking a chance on a player that's got some versatility to him, I think that uh, getting him in the offense with Sean Payton um, and the way they use players with a lot of different skill set, I think is a really good fit. And then I pick 187, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, we gave them Levante Taylor here, defensive back out of Florida State. One pick behind where I'm sure Ross Jackson would love to see him go. I know this is Ross's guy. Uh, Mark is a DB, he can play safety, corner, nickel. So he's a very versatile piece. And here uh, he joins a very talented Chargers secondary. So for the pick here, Cleveland I have them select Dalton Robinson the edge from Syracuse uh he was one of my favorites going into the senior bowl and although he wasn't a standout performance the value that they're getting here is ridiculously high for uh Robinson who is currently my edge rusher I believe nine he offers a lot of upside he's quick off the jump uh he does offer a little bit of strength upside as well uh, he's kind of been a guy who's gone under the radar for a lot of people, but I'm a very big fan of his, and seeing him go to Cleveland, I think he could do really well there. Also, he called yeah, me Brian instead of Brandon. Higher than him than other people. Um, I'm on the clock now with Buffalo 189, and they uh, got Miles Bryant in the corner out of Washington. Um, Bryant is very limited as far as what I think he can do. He's 5'9", 185, so I think he's going to be kind of wedged into that slot nickel corner role. Um I think the one thing that I do have concerns with him is he's not very good in the press because of his small frame. But you can be you can move him around a lot of different places on the field, um, and he's a really good tackler and change the direction really well. So Buffalo, who already has really two uh, really good outside corners, looking to fill a slot need here with Miles Bryant. I think there's not many people this late in the draft that can fill that role as well as Miles Bryant can. Yeah, and Miles Bryant's a guy that yeah, since 2018 I've been a huge fan of his. Love him and honestly, like I know he's small and he's not super fast, but I think he's just got one of those he's just one of those guys like he could ball even without the athletic traits. Um and then I pick one ninety the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Reggie Robinson the second defensive back out of Tulsa. Uh he is he's not another not super athletic guy. 
uh, love him in zone coverage, and he's one of those guys that, I mean, I think that he'll he'll be a fairly high floor guy given where he's drafted, and I think Jacksonville will find a way to utilize him, especially with their need for corners now. All right, so I'm back on the clock, and I had the Eagles take Legereus Need, the safety from Louisiana Tech. He's a guy who offers a lot of athletic upside uh, defensive back group. Uh, although he is very, very quick on the ball with really good ball skills, his anticipation is a little bit under the radar, which is what's kept his game from being over the top because he doesn't anticipate routes. But the ball skills that he offers and the speed enable to track down the receivers that, or running backs that might have break, uh, broken through into that second level, he's very good at catching up and stopping the big plays. I'm back here at 192 with uh, the New York Jets, and they got Tipa Galea, edge rusher out of Utah State. He's someone that I thought was going to end up a lot higher on my board than he actually did. He finished up at uh, 219 on my big board. Um, but he's someone that is long and athletic, 6'5", 235. Um, so he's going to have a lot of length that a lot of teams are going to fall in love with. Um, and he uses really good feet, which is what I noticed on his film, to um, set up a lot of his moves that he uses to rush the passer um my one concern with him is i don't think he's the most strongest guy in the world for having his strength he's more of a finesse uh guy with his big size but taking him you know here in round six um the jets don't exactly have a great um tendency of developing pass rushers but i think galea's athletic upside will allow him to be a productive player um at the next level and then I pick 193 with the Green Bay Packers up using the Raiders pick. And we gave him Tyree Cleveland, wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, he's not a high, he's another high ceiling, uh, high floor, kind of low ceiling guy. He came into Florida with just a ton of hype and just never really amounted to it. A lot of it was offensive issues just across the board, poor quarterback play. Um, he can contribute on special teams, which is a big plus for him. We saw him in Mobile. He took back. I think one kick for like a huge gain. Uh, great, I think, working short uh, working short routes. I think he'll be a great possession guy opposite Devontae Adams or just helping out Devontae Adams, really. All right, so this pick here, I have the Indianapolis Colts at 194 selecting Tyler Bass, a kicker from Georgia Southern. I got the chance to watch this guy at the Senior Bowl, and... Let me tell you, this guy has a freaking boot. Uh, he, I saw him, and he was hitting 50 yarders like it was nothing. This guy's just got a absolute monstrous leg on him. And given that the Indianapolis Colts kicker at the moment is Adam Vinatieri, who has definitely taken a big step back from the Hall of Fame kicker Adam Vinatieri, they could be looking to get Tyler Bass here for sure. All right, I'm up here with Tampa Bay at 195, and they get one of my favorite uh, late-round targets uh, in the draft, and that's Isaiah Coulter, wide receiver out of Rhode Island. Uh, Alex Katz, my co-host, uh, is actually the guy that turned me on to Isaiah Coulter, uh, sent me some of his film, and I took a look at it, and he's a player that I ended up a lot higher on than a lot of people. Um, he's got a good combination of size and speed, being 6'2", 200. Um, I don't love his ability to get off the line a ton as far as being able to create separation, but he's got really good body control. Um, and 
I think he's going to be a guy that's going to have uh, a really good ability to be tracking balls um, in the red zone, going up and get it. Um, but I don't think he's got that extra step that I think a lot of, uh, you know, when we see receivers transition to the NFL, the one thing we look for is separation. I don't think he does that great. I think that he's going to have uh, trouble creating separation. But, you know, he's going to have Tom Brady throwing him the football here in Tampa Bay. So I think at 195, taking a chance on a smaller school guy like this um, could pay dividends for Tampa. And then uh, with pick 196, we have the New England Patriots up using the Broncos pick. Uh, we give them a Lohi Gilman, the safety out of Notre Dame. Unfortunately, he got hurt on, I believe, the first day of practice in Mobile. So we didn't get to see him a ton in person. But on film, you can see he's got a very he's very quick to just pull the trigger and just start hitting people. And you love to see that, especially this late, uh, getting someone that can come in. And at the very least, he should be a special teams contributor. Um, and New England, they, they know how to develop their defensive backs. So I would not be surprised to see him just excel here. Yeah, so for with my pick here, I have the Chicago Bears selecting Harrison Hand, the cornerback from Temple. He's actually one of my favorite cornerbacks in this draft, so getting him in the sixth round is great value. The Bears, who struggled a little bit last season in the all-around defensive perspective, well, and offensive perspective, in all honesty, um, getting a cornerback here in the sixth round that has the developmental traits like Harrison Hand will have with a good defensive system, although they don't have Vic Fangio, who was one of the better defensive-minded coaches, I still think Harrison Hand's development at, with the sixth round value could be much like Shaverius Ward in the sense that he could develop into being a really, really good corner. All he needs is just some good coaching and mentoring. Of course, Evan would have to mention the Kansas City Chiefs somewhere. Um, I'm at 198 with the Indianapolis Colts with the Dallas's pick, and they go with Alex Highsmith, defenseman out of Charlotte. I really love this player a lot. Um, I've said this about the last couple of picks, but I'm a lot higher in him than most people. He finished inside my top 150 on my big board, so seeing him here at pick 198, I think is great value here for the Colts. Um, out of Charlotte, he's a smaller school guy, but he has really good snap anticipation, which I think it jumps off tape. He's got a really high motor. He always wants to go after the backfield. Um, being 6'4", 242, he doesn't have the ideal length, which I think could hurt him a little bit coming off the edge. Um, but I think he's got all the traits that you want to see in a edge rusher being taken this round uh, this late where you can develop him to become a little bit more smarter off the off the line of scrimmage become a little bit more uh finesse to you know break off some of uh, the offensive linemen having the lack of length that he does he's going to need to have that extra uh, quick step or have a couple finesse moves up up his sleeve in order to beat offensive linemen um getting getting at 198 the colts have had a problem getting to the uh getting to the pass the quarterback and with their edge rushers being a little bit up there in age, I think Highsmith could have a great opportunity to make the roster and make some plays for them going forward. Yeah, Highsmith is just one of those great small school prospects that we have this year, which it feels like we've got a pretty decent amount of this year, which is just awesome to see. Um, and then I pick 199 with the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Justin Heron, the offensive lineman from Wake Forest. Uh you could put him at tackle. You could put him at guard. He's a pretty athletic lineman. Uh, not super strong, so I would not leave him in one-on-one -on -one situations often. I think he'd excel with Pittsburgh, where he can kind of sit back, learn for a bit, and hopefully become a consistent contributor. But he wouldn't have any pressure or expectation on him early on at all. 
Yeah, so with my pick here for pick number 200, the Los Angeles Rams like Dante Olsen, the linebacker from Montana. I actually really liked watching Dante Olsen's film. He's a relentless tackler with really good ability to finish the tackle. But uh, there are some problems he has, such as his IQ, which has kind of kept him as a under-the-radar uh, linebacker. Uh, as far as my rankings go, I have him, I think, in the late teens or early 20s. Simply just because he doesn't have the IQ that a linebacker should have or the coverage ability that a linebacker should have. But his run-stopping ability is what is so impressive to me. His ability to finish the tackle against the run, it's really impressive. But he doesn't offer much upside, which is why I think that as a sixth-round pick would be a really good value for a run-stopper. But there's not much upside there. I really like Dante Olsen a lot. I'm I'm a big small school guy. I hang out with Alex Katzen way too much, so... Moving on here to 201, the Chicago Bears. Uh, this pick belonged to Philly. Uh, they get Geno Stone, safety out of Iowa. And Brandon's actually the guy that yelled at me saying I had Geno Stone too low on my initial big board release. And I went back and watched the film. And what jumps off on tape is to me is just how smart he is. He just has um, a natural, I guess, eye for where to go. Um, with the way that he reads and reacts to not only just plays that are in the air, but in the run. Um, I don't, I think his problem is going to be versatility. Um, I think he's just going to be strictly being uh, a safety here. I don't think that he's got the range that I personally like in a safety. Um, but still in round six here, I really like stone, the, uh, the value that he, that he has, he's 145 on my board. So getting him at pick 201, I think is a really good pick here for Chicago that could use some secondary, uh, depth. Yeah. Stone has, uh, We'll say athletic limitations, um, but yeah, I I love his film. I love his game and his just mentality to playing the game. He's an Iowa defensive back. That's just the best way to put it. Um, and then I pick two hundred two. We have the Buffalo Bills up, and they take Cameron Clark, the offensive lineman out of Charlotte. So second Charlotte player this round. Uh, a lot of small school guys going. Uh, he's got just fantastic arm length and. Honestly, he's better suited to play guard, I'd say, even though he played tackle in college. He's one of those transitional guys. Uh, I love his power, and just he is a big mauler, and I can't get enough just watching. I, I like watching you just run over people and run through people. He's one of those guys that obviously you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt, a grain of salt given the small school, but if a team can get him and get him right, he could be a steal at 2 2 Yeah, so um, I'm back, and with pick 203, I have the Arizona Cardinals select Jonah Jackson, the offensive lineman from Ohio State. Some people really like him. Some people don't. I don't. So explaining this pick is not fun for me. So I'm just going to say, although I don't like him, the pick and the value with the need for Arizona is actually really good value here. Granted, I'm not a huge fan. I just I can't argue that it's a really good value pick for the Arizona Cardinals here. So, yeah, Josh, you talk. I actually think I'm I'm not on the hype train of Jonah Jackson either. I mean, I think him being you know projected as a top sixty pick by some people is a little bit insane. But two hundred three, I actually think the value is really good for him. Um, I'm on the clock with the Saints again at two hundred four. Derek 
Zuka. I don't know how to say his last name, to be honest, Brandon. Either um, way, you suck All I know is I really name, like so his fine. film. Um, Edge out of North Dakota State. He's another small school guy um, that I've really fallen in love with. He's similar to Highsmith in the sense that he's going to have – he has a big high motor, but lack of length, um, 6'4", 250. But he was a three-year starter at North Dakota State. Um, high level of quickness and anticipation. Um He's he. You don't know where he's going to play as far as if he's going to be a four three defensive end or you know play more of like a three four pass rushing linebacker role. Um, but I think that him in the run game I think is where he's a little bit underrated. I really like his ability to stop the run. Um, so I think that you get him in the right scheme and find the correct ways to use him. I think he's going to be a steal here in the sixth round. Yeah, and then. Uh, wow so many small schools sorry i know i keep saying that it's just like as we go through it it's just insane that half this round small school guys um i picked 205 of the new england patriots taking antonio gibson the running back receiver out of memphis uh personally i think he's a running back but he's kind of going to need to be used as an offensive weapon Tavon austin kind of guy uh just get him the ball and let him make some plays and if there's any team that's going to get a running back the ball, it's New England. That's going to get every running back they have, like, six touches a game. And he could be the eventual replacement for James White. It was funny you just said that because I had just leaned over to Josh over here and said, if anyone were to get Antonio Gibson, it would be the very, it'd be a very much a Patriots pick. So, and then you said it, like, three seconds later, just putting that out there. It's like I can read minds. Oh, at pick 206, the Minnesota Vikings uh, select Antoine Brooks Jr., the safety from Maryland. I actually really, really like this pick here. Antoine Brooks is actually my safety, I believe, 7 or 8. So the value here is really, really good. And uh, although Minnesota does have Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith, which are two really, really good safeties and one of the best duos in football, they are unsure what they're going to do with Anthony Harris at the moment. So getting a guy like Antoine Brooks who can fill in that void and w- learning under Harrison Smith, who's one of the best safeties in football, would be an extremely, it, it would be a really, really good pick. And the upside that he offers is quite large too. Yeah, as a Vikings fan, I'm totally pleased with Antoine Brooks there at 206. I think it's a good pick. Uh, I've got 207 here with the Jacksonville Jags um, with the pick that they got from Seattle. And it's Darius Jet Anderson, running back out of TCU. This is Brandon's guy. Um, he is really fast. He is the definition of a change of pace back. Um, really quick burst. Really highly competitive runner. His tape's a lot of fun to watch. Watching him and Sewu, um when you're studying TCU tape is really is a lot of fun. Um, he's not going to offer you much else as far as you know being like a pass protection guy or a guy that can really be you know a hard-nosed goal line in between the tackle guy he's a guy that you want to get get the ball get him in space and let him make plays um he offers i think good receiving ability and that i think the change of pace ability with him and fournette if fournette's still going to be in jacksonville because i've got some trade rumors going around uh right now but if he's in jacksonville i think the one-two punch with those two will be a lot of fun and take the pressure off gardner Minshew. i think this is a great great steal here at 207 yeah dylan and i we put this together I think the day before all the Fortnite actual rumors started coming out. Uh, and yeah, the point of this pick was Jet with Leonard Fournette would be just, he'd be an awesome complimentary back there. Cause it'd be basically him playing with Sewo again. Uh, obviously 
not saying Sable is as good as Leonard Fournette, but y- you get the point. Um, and I love him, so I had to get him off the board now because it was it was disgusting how far he fell. Um, and then I picked 208 to the Minnesota Vikings. We have Michael Warren the second, the running back out of Cincinnati. This is a pure depth pick that we thought this would be good value for Warren. I love his game. I think he's very, I think he's very balanced back, and I think that Minnesota would honestly they could use him because. If Dalvin were to get hurt again, which didn't happen last year, but we've had those concerns where, uh, or well, the long-term injury didn't happen last year, uh, but we've had concerns about his health coming out of college and still to this day. So just adding another running back here, I, I think is a great move for them. Yeah. So for the pick here, I have the Raiders select Cheyenne O'Grady, the tight end from Arkansas. Cheyenne O'Grady is one of my favorite tight ends in this class, just simply by watching. Uh, although he is outside my top 10, I think that this tight end class is actually sneaky good as far as depth goes. So I think that the value with it is still very good, even though he is outside my top 10. The Raiders utilize their tight ends. They have a lot of tight ends on the roster, so it's a very much a Raiders type of pick as far as making it realistic to actually go with Cheyenne O'Grady at this pick. Yeah, I'm with Evan on that one. I really do like uh, O'Grady there, the Raiders. And I think the tight end class is actually, uh, like I said, sneaky good. It's not top heavy. It doesn't have a lot of depth at the top. But a lot of guys in the middle, I think, can be solid contributors. Um, I've got the Raiders pick again at 210, and it's Robert Windsor, uh, interior defensive lineman out of Penn State. Another pure depth pick here. Um the Raiders like to have a lot of guys up front. We saw that with the with the guys they brought in last year. When they have Mo Hurst, uh, Max Crosby, like bringing in guys on that front. Uh, you have Jonathan Hankins up there too, Malik Collins, PJ Hall. So they've got a lot of guys that can be you know rotational pieces in the fronts. Um, so keeping their guys fresh um, by continu- constantly rotating them out. Windsor can be you know develop and become a guy that can be a part of their rotational uh, front four. It's a, it's a very uh, Raiders pick here just to add depth on the defensive line. Yeah, as you guys were talking about tight end class being sneaky good, but um, I do think that they have... I think this tight end class is a lot like this defensive tackles class where the further you go, there's just a, there's just a lot of specialists where it's like... Yeah, like, like they're, they're good players. It's just they're good at what they do. They just don't do a lot. Um, that's fair and then i picked 211 with the san francisco 49ers taking Jalen elliott the safety out of notre dame uh personally i'm a big fan of his game he really popped out to me when we were in mobile when he was going up challenging guys like adam troutman he went right up there and was severely undersized uh, almost half a foot shorter and he just went up and just challenging him for high passes uh yeah he's an okay athlete he's not a huge playmaker but i think here he's a pretty safe pick and he's not going to be someone that's going to lose you games yeah i agree that Jalen elliott pick is i really really like that pick but i'm a huge Jalen elliott fan while we were at the senior bowl this past year josh and i were right there watching the safeties and elliott was by far and away the one that stood out and caught my eye almost immediately elliott Although at the time was ranked behind the other safety, uh, Alohi Gilman, he Elliot looked so much more polished. He was much more fluid, better ball skills. I was really impressed by Jalen Elliott. 
I actually went in and watched his film because I had scouted a Louis Gilman, but I hadn't watched Jalen Elliott. I just remember seeing someone in the film that had caught my eye, which evidently ended up being Jalen Elliott. But I absolutely love him. Yeah, I think that's a great value there with Elliott uh, that late. Like I said, Evan and I both really liked him at the Senior Bowl. Did a lot of good things. Um, I've got, I think, a fourth or fifth round grade on him, so getting him around six really good value here. Yeah, so actually getting to my pick now. Sorry, I had to do a little bit of hyping up on my boy Jalen Elliott. Uh, the New York Jets, I had them take Colton McKivitz, offensive tackle from West Virginia. I actually really like Colton McKivitz, although he has some errors within his game that I noticed at the Senior Bowl. He has a pretty good run blocker. However, he does show some tendencies to over-anticipate what the move is coming from the edge rusher. But I think that he could become a pretty good offensive tackle. But with it being a sixth-round pick, the value here is pretty good for a team that's needing offensive lineup as much as the New York Jets. I think that's actually a really good pick there. With my final uh, announcement of a pick here at 213, it's uh, the New Patriots getting Laurel Murchison. Uh, Murchison's got an interesting story. If you guys were ever to do your, uh, as far as deep dive in him, he was a, he was a Juco guy uh, that transferred to uh, NC State, and he actually performed really well. Um, another high motor, high effort player, um, 60 294, um, really good body in the middle. He's not very uh, flexible. He doesn't have a great bend. He's not going to be able to, you know, finesse move his way through uh, the gaps in the middle. But I have him a lot higher on my board than where he was taken here. Um, I'm just going to pull it up real quick. I've got 173. So getting him here at 213 uh, is a really good pick here for New England, who is does a really good job at developing defensive players. Um, so I think Murchison can have a little bit of refinement to his game, um, and he's gonna he could be potentially be a really good player here for New England's front. And then back-to-back picks. So New England's up again. We gave them Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker out of Georgia. Uh Gaskowski's gone, so bringing in Blankenship here is your immediate start. Your, your immediate starting kicker at uh at two fourteen. He kind of fell a bit. He was like a wonderkind going into this year, but Tyler Bass's big leg, everyone fell in love with it. Blankenship, he's a consistent, accurate kicker. Uh, he's still got a decent leg on him, but yeah. So he's the new Patriots kicker here. Yeah, so for my pick here to finish off the sixth round, I have uh, at pick 215, the Seattle Seahawks selecting Keith Washington, the cornerback from West Virginia. I actually think it's a really good pick here. Uh, Keith Washington shows a lot of promise as far as a cornerback with developmental traits. He's good instinctive with the tackling and zone coverage, shows physicality within man coverage. Uh, he likes to line up a little bit off the ball to make room, but he does show that he can finish a tackle well in open field, as well as finish the play within the five yards and play the underneath ball well. Uh, I actually didn't know. I actually didn't know about him until Brandon actually posted some videos on our uh, whole nine sports Twitter page about him, and so I went in and watched his film. I was actually pretty impressed by what I saw from him. Yeah, Keith is just. He's one of those guys that in my summer tape, I forgot who I was watching at the time. I think I was watching an offensive player and it was against West Virginia and Keith Washington. Like he, he just made a play. And so I was like, all right, like I'll have to watch him. And I immediately fell in love with his game and I have no idea why he's 
why he's slept on this much. Um, I know he's not a perfect prospect, but I think he should be going higher where everyone has him. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for us with the sixth round. Uh, you can catch us tomorrow for the seventh round. Um, and yeah, and then don't forget that the day of the draft, we will have a whole nine sports live stream going. Uh, thank you to Josh and Evan for joining me, and we'll talk to you later.